We're getting juicy. We both love sushi. Join Rachel and Hero, two Jewish best friends. Yes, Queens, here we go. Hey. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, super easily. Oh my god, look at your hair. It's so nice and straight. Yes, queen. Mm, mm. Give me that. Mm. Oh, damn it. We're not recording yet. <laughs> oh, no, we, we are recording. recording. We, are, we recording. are recording. Oh, my God. Perfect. But how, uh, how was that? How was that? Hey, hey. How was that bitch slap to your face? Did you wake up yet? I did wake up a little bit already. Thank you for oh that. God. That virtual awesome. bitch slap. I love a good VBS. You know what? Hashtag that shit. Hashtag VBS. I gotta say it. Right and Okay, I am obviously not in the right age demographic. What the hell did you just say? I said hashtag VBS. Hashtag virtual bitch slap. Ah, okay. Look, why am I doing this? I'm not an old lady. Why am I like... I don't know, but everybody, you know what? If you're wondering what I'm talking about, we're going to put that in the show notes right down below. I don't know if this is the right gesture, but I'm just going to do it because well, it looks perfect. the right gesture. People can see us, but it yeah. Professional. <laughs> oh my God, you're on fire right now. Oh, I don't know. I mean, am I burning? Because if I'm burning, I'm flaming. Well, we know that. <laughs> I might have just had a bit too much caffeine from my matcha tea lemonade. So if you ever want to sponsor me, on the show, you can get me a gift card at Starbucks, matcha tea lemonades, $5.20, 30-ounce Trenta cup. You're welcome. Holy cow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> How are you, Rachel? I'm okay. How are you? I'm sh now I'm schwitzing again. What the You're hell? You're schwitzing? You're schwitzing? schwitzing. schwitzing. I'm surprised I'm not schwitzing because I literally am always sweating like a pig and in Yiddish, schwitzing like a chaza as far as my bubby used to yeah. say to me. What yeah. does that mean? What is Haza? Haza is pig, I think. Or oh. like a beast. Oh. No, Chaya, no, Chaya, the other Chaya is a wild beast. So, Schwitzer like Haza is sweating like a pig. Okay. <laughs> it's better than, than what I thought it meant. What did you think it meant? Like a W-H-O-R-E. I don't oh. know why. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. You know what? I love myself. I love myself one of those once in a while. No, totally just kidding. But okay. You know what? Oh, wow. Was, you know what's going to happen was... now? You're going to be sponsored by, like, I don't know, some sort of escort service in Vancouver. Or, like, I'm not sure. But anyway, we're totally, completely getting very juicy and fiery without even mentioning that this is only our third episode. Hello. Correct? Correct? One, two, three. Yes. Shalosh. In okay, you guys stop Jewish drinking Jewish. those things from Starbucks. <laughs> or maybe you need to drink more of them. I have no idea. Well, welcome to episode three of Getting Juicy. Does that rhyme with three? Juicy, three. Juicy, three. I'm obviously horrible at rhyming and um, rapping, which will never be my day job um that's okay i can take care of that one okay good i can sing but anyway so um hero and i it's just the two of us for this episode so we kind of thought um a little bit more of a getting to know us and just getting more into like our rhythm of uh this 
this podcasting stuff. Um, we do have some guests that are um, scheduled to come on the show in the next few weeks, which is great. So that'll be. I'm amazing. so excited, Rachel. It is going to be just magical. It will be magical. Let's, let's so close here. Let's hope. Hope so. Um, these are these are actually. I'm one. I'm for those of you that are not. Um, watching we are listening i am wearing glasses but they're not prescription i wear contact lenses because i'm literally as blind as a bat without contact lenses or any kind are of you really oh yeah i've got stories like i will walk into poles like i can't i'll have to be handheld oh anyway. wow so these are, these just are yeah these are blue light glasses though Ooh. So, i don't know and i'm i'm kind of like the jury's still out whether yeah oh there you go your blue glass <laughs> literally perfect timing blue glass drinking in the blue glass looking at a blue, blue glasses <laughs> um the jury saw whether these work or not um and i know i just thought i'd try them because you know from everybody working from home so much now and staring at our computer screen seeing if they do anything because i realized after spending multiple hours staring continuous screen i was starting to get some headaches so that right. is again so we'll see but i don't know i'm just testing it out plus i like the way they look so well they make you look fabulous and your hair is on point and you know what as we're on the topic of blue products this blue water glass oh, is yeah. a lovely combination inside and i got it from the fantastic cupboard of my mother's so <laughs> if you ever want to get one online just go to my mother's cupboard dot I'm not sure what the extension will be, but I'm sure you'll find them just fine. Any Jewish Cheers. mother's cupboard. You know what? That is funny because my mother also loves blue and blue glasses. Really? Is this like a Jewish mother thing? Will you go if you, listeners, if you go in here, what's that? Did you say your mother likes glue glasses as well? Glue? What are you talking about? Glue? I, ha I thought I heard you say glue, so you're like, my mom loves glueish glasses. I'm like, are we talking about Did the I same say thing? Glue? I'm pretty sure I said blue. Okay, okay, blue. Okay. Mind, blue. You, still mind you, I'm still getting used to wearing headphones and anyway, and talking, and I don't, I don't like, I don't like putting both of them in my ears because then I think I'm just yelling. Right, I'm right, right. And I, I've, my husband's in the other room, but I. Uh, I'm surprised. I'm probably screaming now. I have no idea, but we'll just, we'll try it. I don't like listening to my own voice in my head with these headphones. Um, but um, something that I thought I would ask you, Hero, actually, because I had a couple people asking you, my mother even, the way she was writing your name was like, as in, you're my hero. H-E-R-O, but that's not how you spell your name. It's H-I-I-R-O. And I was wondering if you could explain um, the, the background to that. And um, I kind of feel like it might not be what was on your birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We're getting I mean, I know the story. I know the story. But I'm, I'm wondering if you'd like to share. Absolutely. I'm more than happy to share. It's one of those things when people see a white male and they hear the name Kiro, it's usually pretty commonly associated with more of a Japanese culture. But I've also gotten yes. people that have said in Greek culture, it can come up as well. Really? And 
Apparently, yeah. Um, so growing up, I was born with the most beautiful and traditional Jewish biblical name that one could think of. And um, I will not reveal the name, but pop oh. quiz. Oh, I almost did. I almost did, and I just I stopped myself. So good thing you said that. So yes, I don't reveal my birth name to people. However, you can definitely snoop around and find it in the interwebs <laughs> if you are that creepy and want to stalk me. Please stalk me. I could use the followers. But I would recommend that you just look at the name and be like, ah, Hirozake Secret Prince. Hmm, that's a clusterfuck. Um, but anyways, so hero with two eyes. Growing up. I was very much an awkward kid and met through a lot of mental health issues that we talked about in the past episode when we were introducing ourselves. Mm -hmm. And one way that I chose to fill my time and feel more alive in society was by altering my reality, playing video games, high gamers. And so when I started gaming a lot from basically, I was, you could have said I was gaming basically when I came out of the womb, I was holding a controller or typing on a keyboard or holding a mouse from as early as two years old. And, you know, given the generation that was brought in, the internet was just coming into using the internet for entertainment and electronics and digital gaming. Right. So carry onward to about three or four or five years old. Uh, my brother had a really good friend and I was friends with the brother in that family too that was the same age. And so we would game a lot together. And one of the games that they were really thrilled and excited to be playing, the main character's name was Hero with mm. one eye. Mm. So that was the first time I'd heard the name. And I always liked the way that the game Lunar, it's called Lunar, same as like a lunar eclipse. Lunar right. Blue, Eternal Blue is what it was called. It came out for the original Sega CD, which was connected to the Sega Genesis video game console. So we're talking like late 80s, early 90s. We're talking like very early stage video game development right. for home consoles. Lunar got redistributed and refurbished in like 2000. <laughs> right? You're like, That's so rude. <laughs> so it comes from that. Sorry, that was so rude. No, whatever. It's fine. I'm sure a lot of people are boring. <laughs> no, you could just, 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 I, no, that was so rude. I guess you could just tell where um, my, yeah, it's, 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 it is. Well, you're not a gamer. You're not, not a gamer. No, you're exactly. Yeah, you don't know the history. So you're just like, okay, what is it? Where is it from? Okay, all right. <laughs> it's kind of um, like one of my eyes glaze over when my husband talks about cars. And I'm like, but, exactly. Anyway. Exactly. When my ex-boyfriend wanted to watch, you know, movies about like period pieces or or horror movies or sci-fi, I would look at it for five minutes and be like, nah, "Sorry, I can't do this. Sorry." Okay, okay. I'm so you know. sorry. Please continue. Oh, good. Um, this is juicy. I love it. Anyway, so yeah, so the game came back out in 2000, and it was in elementary. I played through it, and I just loved the character, how they were designed, animated, how they were voiceovered and stuff. Very cartoony. And uh, they were, you know, they're supposed to be 17 in the way that the character is developed. And I was, you know, younger than that. Yeah. And um, it kind of coincidentally lined up with when I 
started meeting other gay people and changing my social settings around where people didn't know me from my birth name. And so I was kind of waiting for a time where I could really reestablish my identity in a way where I felt when people called me by my name, that's how I wanted to be responded to. A lot of people, a lot of guys were being given the same birth name that I was in my generation. Apparently before that, there wasn't a lot of people named that. So when I was brought up with it, there was always another one of my name uh, divided by our last initial. So it was always so like... name is name John. Right, totally. Totally. <laughs> and so, you know, if there was like a Josiah, two Josiahs, then there's always going to be like, you know, a Josiah Z or Josiah C. Mm-hmm. And so I was always, you know, Josiah with that last initial. And I always felt like I was the second to the original. I was never the first in that group or the first in that class. So I always was like the other one. And no one likes to feel like the other one. And so I decided when I get in the right social setting where no one knows me and I can actually reemerge as who I want to be, that's going to be the ticket. So I started going by associating the name as Hero in social media and also when I started going to my gay youth group where I mentioned mm. last time where I was first exposed to a yoga class because no one knew me. Right. So it was kind you of were like completely reinventing yourself, so to speak. To the, yeah, to the person, exactly. But not really. I mean, when I say reinventing, I mean... Um, I was re-identifying. Yeah, 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 but also... But also yeah, yeah. to be you, your genuine you. Like when I we mean reinventing, does it mean like... Um, playing somebody else or or pretending or acting or you're actually it's more like yeah being genuine at this point finally yes correct so um what caused me to finally flip my switch and say i can't do this anymore i was competing in big quotations in a jewish athletic competition that's around the world um at least in north america Okay. Yeah, and I know, right? An athlete, what? I um, that's, sorry. <laughs> How could you tell that my okay. what was that a that uh, that's what I meant? But that I was a little surprised. It was just, I guess, it was a surprise. What? What? So this is new to yeah. you too. Then I guess I didn't mention the story to you. This little no. us. Maybe you don't know about this. No. Okay. Okay. So this is like a top exclusive, like you know. Ooh. Now you, you know, the more you know, shooting star NBC moment. Yeah. So um. Yeah, anyway, so I used to do track and field because, you know, as a gay man in, in the mid-2000s or whatever, you know, the things you need to do is to run away fast so you don't get gay bashed or to make sure that you can be protective. And I had no coordination, so I ran oh, fast. Sorry, I'm sorry to, to reel it back a little bit, is, but is that really why you went into track and field? To- That's not the reason why I went into track and field, but it was something that I did think about yeah. in terms of I needed yeah. to run and to protect myself, that I had an ability to have the stamina to flee or to be able to be swift if i knew i was in danger yeah that's one reason why i like to yeah it was one of the it was one of the um outlets i had that feel like i was free and that i felt like i was in control of my environment yeah interesting and i had horrible coordination and i hated team sports because all i could do was basically be the annoying defense decoy which i took a lot of you know joy in being a total dipshit and being the provocative guy (laughs) But any offense, I couldn't kick a ball, couldn't throw a yeah. ball. Oh, I was horrible so, in sports. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, track and field is kind of like my most competitive form of athletic activity in high school. And so I wanted to do some track meets. And we can save that story for another time because that's actually really funny, my childhood track meets. And um, But yeah, so for this Jewish athletic competition, you know, running was the thing I could submit for. So I got in. 
and I applied and we went to the Orange County. And in the OC, we were at the Jewish Community Center there as like the base where all the delegations from other cities were hosted. And so you had all the tents, all the camps, blah, blah, blah. And I would say you have like hundreds, easily hundreds of youth that are there from ages of, I don't know, 13 to 18. And I kept hearing the most common eight to 10 Jewish or biblical boys' names constantly. Kind of like, the though I haven't yeah. seen the Lost in Translation, I know there is a very classic scene where Bill Murray is kind of walking around in Tokyo, I believe, or in Japan, and he's just like lost, and he's like looking around, and he doesn't know where he is, and you know, kind of looks like he's stuck in a time portal. And that's how I, I love that it. movie. Yeah, was so it like I, was it Joshua Benjamin? I don't know what kind of, <laughs> what kind of yeah yeah Max yeah um, yeah yeah. So I kept hearing all these names and a lot of common last names, and so. Honestly, I was looking around a lot and I almost was feeling totally unidentified because I didn't know, was someone calling my name? Was someone not calling my name? Do I have mm -hmm. to pay attention to something? And so I said, that's like, that was the actual visceral moment where my huh. brain said, that's it. I need to change my name and change it permanently. So that was around 15 in 2006. Um, that's very yeah, astute for a 15 year old. That's very, that's, uh, yeah. And were, and you, were your parents on board with it? They weren't opposed to it, but I think right. they were understandably because of a teenager and also knowing my nature can be quite impulsive and it can be quite manic to go in gun, guns blazing with one thing and then kind of lose steam and maybe regret the decision later in right. that brain state they were curious and they were unsure however once they realized that everything that i started to transition in my graduating high school last two years that i could give my called name as opposed to my given name so then everyone else in my school knew me as hero and then everywhere else i went in my work environment when i started working in the workforce i was able to say my name is hero so even right. if I had to check with my birth name before I changed it to my, which is hero now, yeah. um, I can put the birth name in parentheses, but put my actual called name and then my legal last name on my payment information. So the only things that were with my legal name until I finally changed them, thanks dad for reminding me that, if that doesn't happen automatically, um, <laughs> I kind of looked at my birth name as my medical name. So whenever right. I would go for appointments or sessions or my care card and things linked to my birth certificate before I change those, that's where people would address me by my passport. birth name. Yeah, of course. Passport and stuff. But yeah. now literally there's no documentation or government IDs or any kind of transcripts that has my birth name on it as far as my first name. Yeah. But, so, sorry, continue. Yeah. I just have something to say about names, but that's... The yeah. last thing I was just going to say is that people also, so now you know where the name came from, but people yeah. also wonder why those names, especially the um, second name, which is Zake, because um, it doesn't really make sense. But Zake is a kind of a Japanese sounding way of saying my late brother's name, which was Zachary or Zach with an H. So I wanted to honor myself, my brother, and my parents in my full name so it's hero which is myself zake which is my brother seagull which is my mother's maiden name and prince which is my dad's maiden name so i have the four Amazing. of us as a as a lineage because i'm most likely the only 
next generation because I don't plan on having a biological family. And yes. so I wanted to carry the end of that bloodline through my rest of my life, no matter what happens from here onward. So that's why oh, I came up with those, that full name. Wow. That's, that is unbelievable because I actually didn't realize that uh, Zake was, I didn't know the history behind that too. So that's amazing. Yep. So amazing. Yep. And there's so many, yeah, there's so many different topics we can, that we can offshoot from that, whether it be, we can talk about your brother and uh, maybe on another time, but there's yeah, that there is, um, you know, names because of my last name, Rosen wasn't actually Rosen. My, uh, that's something I wasn't really going to talk about right now, but, uh, when my grandfather, when my Zadie, uh, came to Canada after the war, uh, world war two being a Holocaust survivor, he had to shorten his name because a lot of people did at that time because it was too ethnic sounding. So mm -hmm. he shortened it from Rosenzweig to Rosen. And speaking of like ending, ending of lineages, I mean, I am lucky because um, my grandfather had a, a couple of kids, my dad included, um, but a couple of the kids he had had sons and they're passing on the Rosen name to their kids. So whether we have kids or not, which would be under probably my husband's name, not my last name, like Rosen is being... Carrie, but it is something, it's something to really think about, especially when you come from those types of, um, coming out of, the, of that kind of trauma or those kinds of events, um, historically speaking, and then triumphing and hopefully, you know, passing on that name to future generations. So there's, you know, it's, it's definitely, it might seem kind of like old fashioned, but I still, I think it's important, you know, it's, Yeah. I think, um, and adding on to that, sorry, Rach, the add on to no, that okay. as well. Um, first names, I think, are really important, but last names are also really indicative of one's history and yes. where the line has come from, right? And so one thing I was going to say is that back in my, in my dad's um, growing up, apparently the last name was going to be, was supposed to be Rafius, which has a history behind that. But then eventually the they meaning my dad and his brother kind of realized that and then went through a process to then make sure that yeah. prince, prince was the actual name because prince was the one of the names from before right so it's interesting how we might not be aware of the origin of something but then at the same time there is a story behind either what the name became or what it was originally right yeah. it's, it's really neat i love the whole genealogy or epigenealogy behind our where we come from i think I think okay. a lot of people could talk about it more frequently. Um, so it'd be cool to dive into that in the future. Oh man, there's so, well, and then just speaking, and it's, it's interesting because it's funny that we kind of, we keep going back to touching back on our Jewish roots. And yes, the podcast is called Getting Juicy, which is, which is more, I think more or less a play on just our, what we have in common and, and those things that are uh, in our lives. But, you know, I, I, it's funny because now we're now we're coming. I'm coming back to another Jewish topic, but I would like, and I both here and I think we want to remind people that this is not a religious podcast. Oh hell no! <laughs> um, it's hell not. No. Yeah, no. I had a friend, you know, just asking about that because of the name, and it's uh, it's just a way. F I mean, yeah, it's not. It's not a religious podcast. I want it to be um, something that anyone can get anything out of, or something out of one of the episodes. Um, doesn't have to be everything out of all of them, but it's just something that we have in common, right? But again, yep. Um, yep. but 
uh, what the heck was I going to say about it was, of course it was back to Judaism though, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I want to add, and it's the talk yeah. of Zach is, as Rachel said, it's very easy to look at a name of a podcast and think, okay, getting juicy. But actually, if you think about it, Jewish culture is not linear. So just because it might have the term juicy with J-E-W in it, yes. it's the fact that not that we're the only culture or background that has that kind of charisma or that kind of perception on subjects and topics. There is a certain flavor I find that can be quite different when I am connecting with people, not all people, because people are people. But if yeah. you have the right chemistry and you both happen to share a similar ancestral heritage, there is something that is quite unique about the dynamic oh, yeah of those dialogues where it might be different if it wasn't. So I think that's oh, exactly. the I think that's the indication of getting juicy is that again it's not religious, but there is a cultural correlation in terms of some of the subject matters or some of the tones and kind of the wouldn't you wouldn't you say that at least in my life that there's a lot of self deprecating humor, but as a way of coping and a, as a way of living and as a way of making light of life because what else are we gonna do? That there's just a certain level of kind of darkness yeah. but it's actually quite light we kind of have taken that and made light of it well yeah otherwise how do you how do you move forward i mean you can move forward but it, it ends up being it's it's a depressing life if you continue to live in that darkness and live in uh the shadow or the well i guess more the shadow of what happened prior to you in previous generations um, which brings me to um, saying that I, I've reached out to actually a, an expert in the field of generational trauma, which I'm hoping we'll get on the show. Um, yes, not even, yeah, and not and not even having, Jews. yeah, and not even having to do with even specifically Jewish uh, Holocaust survivor uh, from grandparents. That any generational trauma, not just specific to that, but just in general, how real that actually is. Um, yes. And, and actually, but now I remember what I was going to say, because you're talking about name changes. I know we're, we're kind of bouncing around a little bit here, but uh, someone else that I'm hoping to get on the show is um, a street performer named Spandy Andy. And for, Spandy. Those you, for those of you that live in Vancouver, you're probably very aware of this, um, this I was going to say this boy, but he's, not, he's a man now. I knew <laughs> when he was like 18. Yes. But he, um, he was... He's well, he still is. He lives in Alberta now. Full on spandex, extremely bright colored spandex, and he dance around and just bring smiles to people's faces, doing you know very crazy like almost acrobatic moves and 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 with a massive boombox, and he'd bring it around the streets of Vancouver, and he would just put smiles on people's faces. But why I bring him up is because he also changed his name legally to Spandy Andy. Oh, he did. Yeah, that's on his, and I've I've known him, and I, I'm not going to get all the story because I I'd like to hopefully have him on the show and we'll yeah, we need talk to have more. some confidentiality for Mr. Andy. Yeah, but I but I know that's anyway. That was interesting because you're talking about him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but uh, so um, switching topics a little bit here. How's everything going? Because you have a new job, and we're kind of. You know, we were here and I were chatting just before hopping on here just about uh, the changes that have come into our lives with regards to um, jobs and work situations, scenarios, and what we're both doing and how, uh, yeah. So now, now yeah. Hero is working with the public. Yeah, the public. The public. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, as we were kind of saying in our introduction um, previously the other week, um, 
I primarily am a full-time, was a full-time yoga and Pilates teacher. Yeah. Um, one of the municipalities here in the Lower Mainland in Vancouver, or in British Columbia, I should say more specifically. And though I was teaching full-time and I was fulfilling those duties and those, um, those passions and lifestyles, understandably, as all of you could probably relate, COVID and end of story. So once we went back into teaching, uh, it was such a part-time amount of classes that I knew that when push comes to shove, eventually I might need to explore and entertain other employment um, employment opportunities, whether whatever the context might be. I just knew that I'm I am someone that likes to do stuff. I like to be busy, and my work is my life, and I love I love to work. So uh, some people live to work for, or work to live. For me, I live to work. That's just how I love to be. Otherwise, I can't stay connected for very long in what I do for a living or for a lifestyle. And as Rachel is pointing out, um, it's been really fascinating and very rewarding to observe the, the contrast in being a contractor and being in your own space and providing something that you're an expert or a craftsman at, like teaching. And then being back in a space where versus teaching for like an hour at a time and then you're free and you can look at your phone or you can go and grab food and beverage, you kind of have your own thing on the clock. It's different when you are employed, whether if it's from home or if you're working in a in a brick and mortar actual business on the street or in a mall, as understandably, a lot of it is shift-based work. And even if it's like nine to five or if it is a more range time time frame, you are on your feet a lot or sitting a lot, you're managing lots of different personalities, different clients or different customers or different um, coworkers that you're working with. And so what's really interesting is that I've been relearning and refining a lot of those skills that are still there within me, but maybe haven't been as exposed or explored for a while because yeah. I've been very comfortable, very comfortable with what I've been doing um, for the last seven, seven years or so. It's been a long time since I've been back in a, guest facing um setting that without it being a teaching environment now has that been like because i um yeah and prior to all this i was uh doing some work as a merchandiser for a wine company in the okanagan and then uh was temporarily laid off and just decided that i wanted to take a bit of a different uh route but i i can't still imagine um you know even though we've been quite lucky in canada and in, in british columbia but i can't imagine being front facing facing with customers still like i'm still you know well and to give to give everyone a little bit of a background i'm very open about this and we'll continue to talk more about mental health as we go along with these episodes because we've already said numerous times it's close to our to our hearts of wanting to open up conversations about it um just, just imagine imagine somebody who is a hypochondriac has predominantly health anxiety and then a pandemic hits I mean, like, I'm laughing now because it's sort of like, in a way, my worst nightmare came true, right? But in another sense, actually, it's funny because it was, I, was, I think I was listening to something that Howie Mandel said, and if you don't know this, I mean, how, okay, yes, Howie Mandel's Jewish, God, another Jew that we're talking about, okay, yeah. But he's also a, oh, that's, no I, thought, I thought I would be the first one to break into song from musical theater parents. <laughs> I'm shocked. That was and that was a good oh okay. Anyway, again digressing. So so what, what are you the heck are you doing? Clear my throat. 
<laughs> anyway, <laughs> Howie Mandel is also a self-proclaimed hypochondriac. And so yes, it's, it's funny because he said, you know, also probably one of the, one of a night, a nightmarish thing to have happened to somebody who um, worries about those kinds of things on a daily basis. But we've been preparing for this for a long time. So, you know, he made a joke. He's like, if there's anybody that's been doing all the things that they've been asking us to do with the pandemic, we've got those things down pat. Mm -hmm. Down you pat. Do. So, you know, got to bring, got to bring some humor and some light to it at this point. But um, with that being said, it definitely threw me for a loop in that sense because I was working with the public as well. Um, and as I was temporarily laid off, I decided I don't really want to go back into numerous retail stores across a big, you know, um, location, big area that I was servicing. And uh, I'd rather get more into social media and doing this kind of fun stuff. And I hadn't really exercised my creative bone for a while after having the yoga studio. So, you know, that's where I ended up being, but it's, um, yeah, we're all, we're all kind of slightly taking different routes, I think with this, but when it all comes down to it, most things are going online and most things are doing what we're doing right now. Um, which is interesting with you in retail and you said it was extremely busy there people coming in the store still. So people are still shopping, at least in Canada and BC. I'm sure it's different in other places of the world, which right. one more thing I'll say is that another interesting thing is we have um, a, one of our guests named Jono that will be coming on in about a week's time, who is from Australia. Very interested to see and hear what he has to say about what's going on there. He's in Melbourne and Melbourne. Um, Melbourne. And we'll also be chatting about um, dating during the pandemic. Um, yeah. So that's going to be very interesting. Hero and Jonna will have a good uh, getting, um, what did you say? Getting fruity date We're going nice, to get nice and fruity. Fruity. Yeah. Okay, I'll stop. Oh, again. Fruity. 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 Wait, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, guys, I can't I can kind of sing. I'm being completely ridiculous, but <laughs> in any case, um yeah, we just jumped around from jobs to dating and to guests yeah. on the show and all these kinds of things. Yeah. Let's circle back to the job for a moment. Yes, please. One thing please. one thread one thread that I would love to mm. tie a little bit more. It's definitely been what I think the biggest observation is for me. And even though, again, when you're new to any kind of environment and learning the ropes around wherever you are, naturally, you may be on a higher frequency, a little bit more, um, a little bit more spastic because you're taking in so much information. Mm -hmm. What I find really interesting is looking again, looking at all the different personalities that come into an environment and being able to adapt and to sway into those different roles that we play in daily life. But it might be more um, consistent and more variety because that's just the way that retail or things like that work and whereas when you're teaching classes you get different students all the time in a drop-in setting it's one thing to guide people um, through an hour of movement or breathing and knowing that they're doing their thing and then it's another when you have um, 
not in a negative way, but you have kind of a revolving door and kind of style of different people entering and exiting and then mm -hmm. consistently restarting those conversations from scratch and then kind of giving a general oh. vibe of those people. 100%. Retail can be like a broken record. Like you can feel like you're sounding like a broken record. Sales yeah. in general. So you have to, it's, and because I've been in sales for many years as well, and you have to, I think as long as you can continue to be excited about your product and be genuine uh, and, and come across as being genuine and be honest, mm -hmm. you know? like I don't bullshit people. If somebody, if I do not, if I'm like, you know what, nah, this is not for you because I'm not just going to sell something to you just because I'm supposed to. Like, I mean, I, I, I need to believe in it. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what, though? And again, that's actually something that I was going to say. A lot of people, um, like I was having some conversation and stuff about educating or selling product, um, whatever it might be. And I was explaining to my colleagues that I was just getting to know and they, and I was saying, you know, I'm a real people person. I really enjoy people and product. And as far as systems or administration, I have learned and I can learn quick how to do those things. And I'm interested in that information, but at the end of the day, I'm a people person and I want to be able to exercise that leadership to make a difference in one's life. And I find that clothing so often is about the technical stuff. And for me, I've always thought about being a counselor or a psychologist or a talk therapist, but I never had the interest in the academic requirements or the work that needs to go into that. Right. So, for me, yeah. so for me, being a yoga teacher, uh, as well as prior to teaching yoga and now as I'm still teaching yoga and Pilates, I look at each customer, each person that I have as a client in the sense of a image therapist, a, a, a clothing stylist slash consultant. I love it. Way that, yeah. So that way when I'm actually looking at people that are trying things on, it's not a matter of how much they buy because what I focus on is how they feel and what I can do to help them feel embodied and um, empowered in what they feel with something on top, like a garment of clothing. And so that way I can connect with them in not so much of a sales way, but just show them all the options that are available and see how I can understand their lifestyle professionally and personally and how those different functions of the garments they're trying on actually go into their daily life. And yes. those kind of genuine conversations allow those people to trust within you because you're just being a human as opposed to playing the role of an associate. You're being human and just having a conversation about whatever it is that you're sharing the conversation about. And that will indicate their experience. Yeah, you are about relationships relationship yes. building you are and i i've always been the same way with, with my work as well if, if i feel like um yeah i i need to build those relationships with not just my my um co colleagues or coworkers, but with the people that i'm either selling to or or work yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah i keep yeah. looking yeah i keep looking down because and i i wish i could show this but i don't think i can because i feel like um that there's a little bit of censorship there but my computer is actually resting on two books and these books, <laughs> no, you're getting a kick out of this. These books, one of them is called the big penis book 3d. <laughs> and the, and I'm not joking. I'm not joking. The other one is called the big book of breasts 3d. Love it. And 
I'm not even kidding you. These are two books that uh, my husband and I, when we went to New York City about, um, gosh, a number of years ago now, we went into, happened upon, I should say, we didn't go and search for it, guys. We happened upon a sex museum uh, in New York, went in there, and as we came out the, um, the, in the store, right, (laughs) the gift shop, I should say, um, were these books, and they actually come with 3D glasses. <laughs> awesome. That is yes. great. So they've, that. Been our, they've been like our kind of novelty coffee table books for a long time. Now, funny <laughs> enough, they're, all the photos in them are, they're not necessarily classy, but they're all from like the 60s and 70s. So it's very, right. it's, yeah, it's kind of fascinating, like almost old school porn. <laughs> Where's classy? Where's classy? And they have all the traditional music and like all. It gets a whole production. Yeah. Oh God! Now we're getting on a whole different interesting tangent here. (laughs) Yeah, and like you know, people still had hair and didn't you know didn't really care about manscaping or womanscaping or any of that kind of stuff. But but uh, my my point is that I I just noticed that I um I was completely listening to you but I keep looking down (laughs) just the the binding of the books which is hilarious. But they've been quite a um quite a a novelty in our household as a coffee table book, especially when like, you know, the in laws come over. I mean they've known we've had these books for a long time. (laughs) <laughs> totally totally the only thing i want to add on that and then we'll get like back on topic because this is what rachel and i love to do is they have this kind of mind map and it keeps going out and out and we gotta relive in yeah. but um but what a couple of similar novelty books that i have just to give for you know shits and giggles is that when people are if i have a guest over and they're in my bathroom on the top of the like the vanity above the above the seat, I have um, gay sex books from when I was a teenager, and then I have beside really? it a book called um, like the Tiny Penis, which is like a kids adult style like puppet book where you can put your thumb in the penis and this is like walk, turn the pages and watch little penis grow. <laughs> what? I'm serious. It's like a watch a little schmeckle grow. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say like um, rewind to our first episode when you talked about. Right? Just a schmeckle amount. I was thinking that was a schmeckle, but that really just means penis. So that's interesting. Yeah, and then also I have. So what one do you mean it grows? Like you like it? It's so like, it's like so like if this if my thumb and index were to symbolize like the the puppet. Okay. Okay. And yeah. then you okay. The With the book closed, it's gonna look like it's small, but when you talk to the end of the ninth page or whatever, it's like a cardboard cardboard oh. book. Then it shows the whole puppet. At the oh end. my god! <laughs> and I'm sorry. This is a kids' book. Well, no, it's it's designed to be like a kids' book, but it's an oh, adult. But it's book. not. It's, it's an adult. Okay, yeah, you, when you said that, I was like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then the oh other one that I have is a larger book that's actually like, what kind of penis do you have? Like, what would the name be? So literally, it's like a scale, and you flip through based Look, guys, on. Guys, you couldn't have just seen my face that, right there, but I was like, cocked my head, like, what? <laughs> Look in my eyes. So what? I gotta say, what? I'm not a reader. <laughs> no, I love I that. You're like, you're like doing, doing, doing. Is that the noise it makes when it comes out? Doing, doing. I don't know. Doing? Sometimes it's like a jack in the box. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, literally. This is not a oh, paid advertisement oh, for jack in the, the box. Penis. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. 
It's a pop and a hop and a skip and a jump. Hey, hey, grows the penis. Hey, 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 hey. Okay. Wow. 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 Oh, okay. That is... gonna, I'm going to pull the reel back. Yeah, in. you need to pull it back in this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No pun intended. Thank you. I'm here all night. Um, but yeah, so in, in conclusion, um, returning to a more of a retail oriented. Oh my God, we're going back to retail. Love it. Good for you. Public, please, Good public. for you. Yes. Thank you. Thank Good you. for you. Love it. The slow clap. Reel it back in. Yes. Let's go. Sorry, guys, on your ears with the claps. I realize. <laughs> Um, we'll put a discretion label on the bottom there. Um, but yeah, so it's really interesting to look at the way we interact with our environments and we notice and we're humbled by being a highly anxious person myself. I notice how my energy levels are up and down or how they shift. And it obviously evens out when you get used to something and nothing really rattles you. But I think it's actually a lesson in making sure you're still growing out of your comfort zone, but just enough to feel like you're brushing on it to know that you're reminded to wake up a little, not to the point where you feel like you're in a fight or flight zone and you feel like, you know, you're going to yes. fail. So case in point, don't be concerned about trying something that's familiar or unfamiliar and find that proper balance of it not being too comfortable but also not being so out of reach where you feel like you're taking on more than what you think you could handle. Find that balance, especially yeah. during the pandemic right now where oh, yeah. we might be more stagnant. Some people are still out of a job, but if you find a hobby, you try something new that's even you competing or evaluating yourself, not with other people. That's one 100%. thing. I can take away well, from that. And I think it's um, these times have been trying for people, especially who are not necessarily self-starters or because um, or things like that, because when you are, you know, when you're still out of a job or you're forced to kind of be at home, if, if you're not the type that's like motivated to do things and to start, like, like I said, be a self-starter, which we are, um, that's difficult for people, like people who rely on others to tell them what to do. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yes, yeah, so that can be, that can be also very difficult. And then on to the jobs again, like, um, well, in Canada here, we have something called CERB, so the Canadian right. uh, Emergency, Re is it Relief? Relief Benefit. Benefit yes. Yeah. So um, we, and honestly, we've been, we have been pretty blessed because I know in the U.S. they've, they've received next to nothing, I believe. Um, okay. But in any case, that particular uh, benefit is running out fairly soon for people. Um, and if those are, um, uh, can actually claim ei after that it'll just automatically roll into ei but there's not a lot i mean that's not gonna happen for everybody so i feel like um the job market is going to be very tough because there you think of all the thousands of people that are pretty much now being forced if they're not doing any work at all to find a job and so um yeah it's it's going to be very competitive out there i think I think you're right about that. And I know that for another demographic of people, which I think I actually do qualify for this one, um, even with the part-time teaching and with being in employment, is the CRB, which is a, which is a Canadian, I think it's the Canadian Rescue Benefit. But oh. it's, so it's for those that make under a little bit more than what the CERB was okay. indicating for 
a year of, of income. So it allows people to still maybe claim part-time employment, but maybe that are not being provided a salary amount or a wage amount that would equate to the, that limitation. So you can still have some buffering. Hmm. As you pointed, those not everybody does qualify for that. So then yeah. they would be on that, you know, EI or requiring to find some form of disability, yeah. unemployment insurance, or getting another job of some sort. So yeah, it's definitely very tricky as we move yeah. into the fall season. And a lot of people are going to be pushed out of their comfort zone in that sense because, um, yeah, that's just that's going to be what's going to start to happen. But that kind of I kind of mentioned that because of what you saying, you're saying you know pushing yourself out of your comfort zone just a little bit, but not so much, especially with people like us who do live with anxiety, which might actually end up pushing ourselves over the edge and therefore really getting into that fight or flight mode where you can't even make rationalized decisions necessarily at that that's point. Right. So yeah, so that's important uh, for sure. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So otherwise, um, another topic that we will delve into, and I kind of, alluded to this already with talking to our friend Jono who's in Australia in the next week or so we'll be we'll be dating in the pandemic during this these crazy times and there's a heck of a lot of stories out there that I'm hearing from people um mm -hmm. so that'll be interesting um specifically talking to somebody who's in a completely different country and what that's like as um comparable to uh Canada but um yeah put a I mean oh man we could have segments and segments about relationships and what has been happening to people in all different kinds of relationships, whether it be they're just dating, whether it be, I shouldn't say just, but, you know, dating or married or, you know, just, oh my goodness, or like fiance who is American, had to go back to the States, can't get back to Canada, like so many crazy stories. Um, many, many stories. And I know uh, for myself, uh, I think I mentioned a few times, I am married. Hero um, is looking for love. So, I mean, that's something, and it's another segment that we probably do want to. Oh, nice mugshot. Looks like, oh, and of course, of course, those who are not watching this yeah, on YouTube are like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, but yeah, just, just a super quick question, Hero. Have you kind of put that on the back burner right now, dating? Yeah. Um, I don't want to divulge too much because that be a discussion in our fourth episode with our friend, new friend from Melbourne. But and pause for one sec. Your, your sound actually got lost there for some reason. Can you hear me now? I can, but you sound very far away and like a robot. Okay, is that better? No. <laughs> Let's see here. I'm not any, sure why it just changed. Any change here? But maybe it'll maybe it'll sound different to people listening. Just we'll just continue. Now you're muted, and now you oh look at that lovely face. Look at that punum. Microphone is unmuted. Is that better? It's 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 no, but that's okay. Hopefully it won't. Okay. I'm not sure why that happened. Okay. <laughs> maybe post it on that. As you can tell, Rachel is the technical person behind this production, and I like <laughs> the fluff and the juice. Um. Oh, fluff. You're like yes. such a gorgeous punum, such a gorgeous face. Oh, but you're the one with the beautiful face and the nice straight hair. Oh, oh, guys, I have not done my hair like this in months. I just decided to throw a straighten. 
uh, straightening iron to it for like two seconds. <laughs> you know what we did too? We have like a daily check-in review on each of our episodes and we can like read our hair and our style. Like, of course. Like, let's just, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> let's just get vain. Let's just get yeah. super vain. Little, little vain for a little gain. Gain. Okay. A little bit of vain for a bit of gain. So yes, I... Oh, your sound got better. Minutes. Oh, good. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, real talk though, not so real, but real, uh, when I, when the pandemic shut us down in March oh, here, sound went again. I wonder okay. why. Oh, now it's back again. Phone. That's weird. I haven't moved my phone at all, but who knows? Anyway, so, um, Maybe yeah, just I'm hearing I was, it. Yep. I was dating, um, pretty consistently or attempting the date right when the pandemic did start, but I was obviously being as cautious and as protective and sensible as possible however i mean i don't know if anyone else relates to this but as human beings regardless of our gender sex age or anything like that but you know it can be quite it can be quite challenging to moderate your own energy and to be able to buffer that when you're stressed you're anxious and you need some kind of balance in your life right yeah and I definitely can say that I've had enough experiences over the last course of the six months from March to September that I definitely am looking for love and I am always with my eyes and my heart open. However, with again, entering into a new job and focusing on those relationships in my life that are like Rachel and I and my other lovely uh, friendships, you just got to kind of focus on certain things and certain mm -hmm. things had priorities right so um i've gone off the dating apps i've gone off I've, i'm not actively looking or letting myself be seen by other people but if someone wants to approach me and start a conversation whether if it's in public if it's through a platform like our podcast or anything like that i'm all for it for sure but you got i, I it just gets really it does it gets exhausting putting yourself out there all the time and sometimes you have some successes and sometimes more honestly, not to be pessimistic, more often than not, you, you don't really, which is okay. Oh. That's the reality. And we might just, we might just leave it there because I, I want to be able to, when we have Jono on, oh yeah, we're just going to have at her. I want to hear the stories, all those kinds of things, all the juice. You're going to get all that fruit juice, honey. Oh right yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Drip, 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 drip yeah. down. Gotta. And I and I might share a tiny bit, but also trying to respect um, my partner's wishes of trying not to. Oh, what are you doing with your tongue? Well, yeah, you, I, I knew what you were going to mention. I knew what you were going to mention, so I thought I would match the gesture. <laughs> uh, I just snorted a little bit. Oh, speaking of, back to sh uh, Schwitzy. Schwitzy pigs. <laughs> Schwitzing pigs. So, so were you gonna were you gonna mention a little bit about your 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 life in that way or, or not so much? I haven't quite decided yet, but I think that um, maybe not into such detail, but definitely give a little bit of a side of um, the relationship, like being in a yeah. relationship during the pandemic, how that's been very difficult on on uh, put definitely put strain and stress on 
my relationship and lots of people around me I know as well, unfortunately, for, um, for some, uh, the outcome wasn't so good. You know, so it's, yeah, very real, very real stuff. Um, yeah, but in any case, we still want to leave more, um, I think, for everyone out there to want to listen to us. <laughs> maybe, maybe yes, we'll we end don't want it. to get too sick of us just soon, just as we're getting, you know, getting plugged in. Because we're getting started. And, and guys, we are just still getting started. Um, we have a lot of, a lot of ideas, a lot of, um, and we, we also know that our, the way we, I think both of us work is that we get extremely excited over things and then just want to do everything all at once. And, you know, we get very manic in that sense. Um, and, and then burn out. So we'll try not to burn out for you guys. How about that? We'll try not to give it to you all at once because we are excited about this project, but yeah. Yeah, but we do have, um, like I said, some people lined up and some more that we want to, that we do want to line up. And um, yeah, I think that's that's maybe maybe it. I changed my um, my background today. Your background you, is fabulous. I am lying in. If you can see this on YouTube, I'm lying into my painting behind me, which is a tiger in the city. Um. The tiger is just exhausted, sleeping in the city like a freaking baby, just sleeping on the cars. It's quite cool, actually. Um, this was actually that. done by an artist in Vancouver. Um, so it's an original painting. And uh, this particular painting we actually bought at the NOM. So there is oh, yeah. a famous um, vegetarian. Is it vegetarian or vegan? Vegetarian. It's vegetarian, but I actually just sure the other day, speaking of that. They might have vegan options, but they do uh, have veg vegan, yeah. vegetarian uh, place. And I'm just looking at my phone because I've got all these texts now from my husband. He's probably like, are you done yet? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm going to skip. I'm just going to give your husband one of these. <sighs> oh, I thought you were going to give him one of these. Mwah. Mm -hmm. I've got a crush on my husband. I think, think Hero has a crush on most. No, just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Not most. Don't sell me. No, I know. <laughs> you you might have. When I mentioned the word whore, I don't know how yeah. many minutes ago in this conversation. Yeah, totally. He's, he's not, guys. He's not. He's not. No, I'm really not. I really, I really admire the beauty of the male figure and the male body. And why not? We're beautiful. Yeah, I agreed. And women are too. Yeah. As they all are, bodies, sure. all bodies, Everyone's all bodies, gorgeous. all humans, we're all gorgeous. Chemistry um, can realign differently, but we're all beautiful and gorgeous. Agreed. It's all in the eye of the beholder. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm closing my eyes again like an avocado. Oh my god, but you totally look like an avocado right now. Look at your beautiful oval face, and you got the nice complexion, like you have beautiful Lord. skin. Oh. You totally look like an avocado. Oh, usually, let's not let's not do a close up. Okay, so we will leave it at that. We will leave it at the fact that um, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. We all we all have beauty. I'm, I'm sounding like a yoga teacher. <laughs> um, but namaste, namaste. Um, yeah, we cannot wait to bring more content to you guys and. Um, 
like I said, we'll just keep kind of refining. We'll keep going. We'll keep um, experimenting and hopefully bring you guys stuff that uh, will bring you some joy and some education and all those juicy, juicy, juicy things. Anything else you want juicy. to say, through? I just want to thank everybody that has been able to support and connect with us so far. We've gotten some wonderful uh, messages from people on, on Instagram, from other podcasts that are uh, starting or that are on the newer trend, but maybe even around a little bit longer than us. We know there are a ton of podcasts that are coming up through this time of the pandemic and yes. understandably so. We really appreciate even a second, a minute, anything that you want. And also please feel welcome to reach out to Rachel or myself through our getting underscore juicy Instagram handle. If you want to say hello or if you have any questions, anything yes. like that. Yes, or any suggestions for, for um, content, like just anything. You know, we always want to hear from people. So yeah, for sure. Shout out. And, there. Also, yeah. and also remember that because one thing that I find that some podcasts do have is more just audio, like your Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Yes. These videos are also going on YouTube. And so one thing that I love about that is the fact that you get to see us and how we interact with each other on a visual as well as an auditory level. So you can have two for one. And guess what? You're not even paying. So it's really not even I know. a two for one. I know. It's a, two, it's, a, it's, a, it's a two for free. Yes. So, I mean, so, get on it. What are you doing? Subscribe, follow. Yeah. No kidding. And no, and, and on that note, so YouTube, um, it is, I think you probably could find it just by Google, or, uh, putting in YouTube, getting juicy. But I know you will find it if you say getting juicy with Hero, or excuse me, getting juicy with Rachel and Hero. Yes. So, um, yes. yeah. But you know what? All that information is on the Insta handle on the Instagram page at getting underscore juicy. And you're doing like the, I don't know what you're doing. The gangster sign of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah. okay. Yeah. Check yeah. out yeah. down yeah. there. All those links. Okay. Okay. We'll finish now. Oh, I love your smile. You look so cute. Oh, I love your smile too. I like your scruffy stuff. Look at the scruffy, scruffy, scruff. It's very soft and very Ooh. pleasurable. Let me see if I touch it. Oh, mm -hmm. oh yeah. Yeah. Now we're into like four D experience. Yes, exactly. Yep. Gentlemen, if you want to get in on some of this little scruffy fuzziness, you know where to find it. Just give us a call. Uh, It'll be yours for no payments of anything. My hand looks so big when I put it there to the screen. Oh, oh my god, I can feel it. I can feel it. It's just okay, coming. guys. We're we're leaving now. Okay. We're leaving now. Love to y'all. Okay. And see you soon. Have Come an up. awesome time. See you later. Namaste. Peace. <laughs>